Welcome to Douglas Wilson's Blog and May Blog, presented by Canon Press. So I'm no biologist either. Monday, March 28th, 2022. Introduction. Resident Biden has nominated Katanji Brown Jackson to a position on the Supreme Court. So stand by for a long sentence coming up. The next sentence in this paragraph, I mean, and not her tenure on the court. Given the nature of the criteria that were announced to a gawking world beforehand, to wit that the nominee was going to have to be a black woman from the affirmative action binder, many observers of America's ongoing judicial grease fire have consequently concluded that her opinions are going to be seen by many as having all the gravitas of a large black glad bag filled with styrofoam packing peanuts. To change the metaphor, her opinions will all be predictably opinions from the hard left and filled with helium. For those of you who take umbrage at this, assuming without any warrant that once again my deep-seated racism has worked its way up to the surface, and who think that my a priori dismissal of any possible decent opinion coming from Jackson's keyboard was way out of line, I would simply refer you to the next section below. After you read that, you will realize your bad mistake and will write me a very sincere apology, having come to realize that I was actually being thoughtful, judicious, and altogether swell. There's a line in Pride and Prejudice that, not surprisingly, made me think of our modern meme wars. Elizabeth chides Jane, I think, for being unreasonable by telling her not to laugh while at the same time doing all she can to provoke the laughter. In the same way, people tell the right not to meme so much the way we do, but then they keep generating all this material. I'm not a biologist. Jeepers. And crikey. So given the type of situation this is, and given the size and brightness of the red rubber nose that our ruling elites have decided to put on, I decided to spend this last weekend limbering up and stretching out some of my peculiar gifts so that I might do a little skylarking in excelsis. I only do this you should be given to understand because of how dang serious the whole thing is. As good as a wise Latina. The problem with Biden's stated selection criteria was that they were so nakedly pandering. The pander levels were, as the kids say, cringe level. And so the objectionable combination we had to brace ourselves for was actually a threefold set, a black, a woman, and someone from that pool that someone like Biden would be willing to nominate. That is going to give us quite a toxic brew. And so the pandering two-thirds of the nomination criteria were the ones announced as a means of providing protective cover for the hot mess contained within the third. Put another way, if Biden had nominated a white male with the same judicial opinions as Jackson, with the same judicial track record, with the same radical opinions, the same leniency toward pedophiles, and so on, the opposition would be able to focus on the issues of judicial philosophy, competence, and temperament, which is where the focus really ought to be. And the opposition would likely be pretty effective under such circumstances. And so they haul in the human shields of race and sex. Anyone who brings up the fact that Biden wants to put a commie on the Supreme Court can now be smeared with the charge of misogyny and racism. But the fact that the simple nomination of a quote-unquote black woman would not disturb conservatives in the slightest is self-evident. We could come up with any number of names that would fit those criteria, but such persons would not fly with the bad guys because those two traits are not actually criteria, but are actually weapons. The same basic criteria were used in his selection of his vice president, and we all know how well that turned out. Harris is arguably the worst vice president we've ever had, and you should recognize that the competition in that sector has been stiff, and none of it has to do with her color or sex. Shoot, given the fact of her strong South Asian roots, her color doesn't even have much to do with her color. 
The problem with Harris is that once installed in office as the first woman vice president, her affirmative action qualifications could no longer hide the fact that she is an incompetent generator of word salads. This was well known before her nomination, but she was able to secure the spot anyhow on the basis of the same selection criteria, shields, being used for Jackson. So if these were the qualifications to get on the court, then they must be considered as sufficient criteria for serving on the court, no matter how disastrous that service might turn out to be. This is the poison of affirmative action, quotas, and all the rest of it. Affirmative action deals with the dishonest butcher who has his right thumb on the scales by requiring that he use his left thumb. When the original civil rights movement asked, demanded, that blacks be given equal treatment under the law, this was a righteous thing to demand. Quote, Unequal weights and unequal measures are both alike an abomination to the Lord. Proverbs 2010, ESV. The demand was a just one, right there on the surface, and this is why white America was forced to acknowledge the justice of the claims. Less apparent was the fact that there was poison down below, hidden away in the proposed solutions, even as early as the 1964 Civil Rights Act. That poison has now spread throughout the entire circulatory system and is the explanation for why the patient is dying. We have completed the bait-and-switch con. What was promised was that a black female nominee to the Supreme Court would not be denied simply and solely on account of her race and sex, when her qualifications to hold that high office were manifestly obvious. What we got instead was an all-purpose excuse that will wave through manifestly unsuitable candidates and devil take the hindmost. We were told that a day was coming, only dreamed of in the 60s, when a person would be judged by the content of their character and not by the color of their skin. What we got was a photo negative of that, where the last thing anybody is allowed to care about is the content of character. We are as fogged on what character means as some people are fogged about what woman means. Can you define what character means? I don't know. I'm not an ethicist. So the unsuitability and incompetence of this particular nominee went up on the marquee in lights with that now infamous sentence, I am not a biologist. Excuse me, I just used the word unsuitability as though it might be a matter of shades and nuance. I meant unsuitable because demented. Jackson either does not know what a woman is and is unsuitable for this high judicial office for the same reason that the homeless guy who lives in a cardboard box down by the river under a bridge is unsuitable, or she knows quite well what a woman is and won't say because she is too cowardly or too ambitious to offend the College of Cardinals who have a chokehold on the Church of Flattening Everything. In other words, she is either demented herself or is being held in thrall by those who are demented. So I think unsuitable is a polite way to put it. So let us turn to those glorious words, I am not a biologist. Gee, what is a woman? Because the gods like to toy with us before sending in the locusts, they gave us the memorable exchange in Katanji Brown Jackson's confirmation hearing when she was asked if she could define a woman. And her answer, one for the ages, was that she could not. Her explanation for this was that she, quote, was not a biologist, close quote. And lo, a thousand memes sprang into existence almost overnight. But she needn't have gone the route she did. The man who nominated her knows what a woman is, because that's exactly what he promised to nominate. And his angry, seething cauldron of a base knows what a woman is, because they would have erupted had he not nominated one. So her answer was not an answer, but rather a dodge. To be strictly accurate, she should have said, I don't know, I'm not a gender studies specialist. Her answer, to be frank, was filled with hate, in that she intimated, did she not, that the answer had something to do with biology. 
Is this not 2022? Have we not advanced out of the biological bigotries of the past? According to the dogmas that she was attempting to kowtow to, this was a high blunder. It was a faux pas. It was frankly unforgivable, except that they will all forgive it. I mean, Biden's commitment to nominate someone who was a woman was also resting on this same kind of hateful biological categorization. He was still relying on the hateful hegemony of the way things are. So what he needed to do, for the sake of an unnecessary consistency, was promise to nominate a heterosexual guy who identified as a lesbian, which explained why he, she, sorry, was still attracted to women. That would have kept us all busy for a while. No, wait, he actually needed to nominate the village people, who collectively identified as a single jurist, the black guy, with lesbianism thrown in. That would have satisfied everybody. Soft on pedophiles. Although I'm not a prophet, nor the son of a prophet, I am here today to announce that one of the predictions I have made repeatedly in the past is starting to come true right before your very eyes. But I have to set it up for a minute so that I can get full value out of my told you so. I bring this particular topic up because Katanji Brown Jackson has served as a judge in the past, and during her time as a presiding judge in leniency court, she's been handing out leniency to pedophiles. So here you go. Earlier today, Nancy and I were talking about all the crazy, and Nancy asked me what level I thought we were going to get to after the tranny thing has run its course and become yesterday's newspaper. I said that I think the next thing on the menu is the explicit mainstreaming of pedophilia. And following the pattern of every previous outrage, not only will people be pursuing that lust for children openly, but those who oppose them pursuing it openly will be tagged as the prejudiced and bigoted haters. Pedophiles were born this way, and the same claim can be made about how any number of their underage partners must have been born that way also. And as long as you can get people canceled or fired for disputing your claims, the claim doesn't have to be anywhere near the truth. And don't tell me that nothing this outrageous would ever happen because the last 15 outrages that quote-unquote could never happen have all happened already. What lies underneath the plus sign in the LGBTQ plus business? I will tell you, it is the goal of legalizing sex with kids and has been the goal from the beginning. Anyone who has tolerated any level of affirmation of that plus sign, here's looking at you, Revoice, here's looking at you, PCA, is cooperating with that grotesque agenda. Now, one of the dead cats that is routinely thrown in my direction is the charge that I am, quote-unquote, soft on pedophiles. The charge is false and wicked, and people who make it should be ashamed of themselves. But in a spirit of magnanimity, I want to propose a good-faith test for all the people who like to circulate memes that attack me with that particular canard. So here it is. If you've ever circulated any attack on me for being an enabler of pedophiles, then log onto Twitter right now and tell the world that Jackson needs to withdraw her name from consideration now because of her record of leniency toward pedophiles. And you can tag me with something like, take that, at Douglas Wills. Every one of those tweets that I see, I will do something public to acknowledge the consistency. But if, as I suspect, there will be significant silence, with the proverbial crickets doing their thing in the background, I will be reinforced in my conviction that there is a particular thing that people hate about my willingness to minister to a repentant pedophile. The thing they hate is the repentance, not the pedophilia. And that is because the repentance reminds them of the gospel of grace, and that gospel of free grace is their great enemy. Conclusion so the conclusion of all this moral insanity brings us back to the gospel, as it always should. God once told Abraham that judgment on the Canaanites would be delayed for centuries because, quote, the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full, Genesis 15:16. This appears to be the only reason we are still functioning as a nation. The iniquity of the Americans is not yet full. But we are hell-bent on getting there, are we not? Do we honestly think that God is incapable of bringing an insolent superpower to our knees? How many times has God done it in the past? 
Egypt, Babylon, Assyria, Rome. How many pride parades before God says something like, that's it, that's it for you? We've been struck with a judicial stupor, a blindness that has been poured out on our purblind rulers, a judgment straight from the hand of God. Quote, the reason is very likely that the apostle regarded the homosexual abominations as the most overt evidences of the degeneracy to which God in his wrath gave over the nations. John Murray, the Epistle to the Romans. The way out is not the midterms. The way out is not some sensible presidential candidate in 2024. The way out is not an alternative economy. The way out is not the defeat of Katanji Brown Jackson's nomination. All such things could be fun in their own right, but they are no solution. They do not provide the way out. The way out is repentance and faith. The repentance is repentance for our public refusal to acknowledge God as the ruler of the moral universe and our consequent lust, avarice, lying, and bloodshed. The faith needs to be placed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who rose from the dead as his way of claiming ownership of the entire world. The way out is straight gospel. Jesus is Lord. It is Christ or chaos. Or perhaps by this point, we should be saying it is Christ or more chaos. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon+. Plus. That's where you can find all of my audiobooks, sermons, as well as seasons one through three of Man Rampant. Just click the bottom link and have a look around. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon+. Plus. That's where you can find all of my audiobooks, sermons, as well as seasons one through three of Man Rampant. Just click the bottom link and have a look around.